0: And welcome to episode four of this brand new podcast called talking all things football, all things Saints. My name is Tom Murray.
1: My name is Callum Wilson.
0: And today you join us as we go to Kingsland Corner. This is Under the Light.
1: Uh, you join us this week from uh, a busy pub in the middle of Southampton city centre, which is very vastly filling with both Southampton and FC clone fans before the last pre season game at St Mary's before next week and the big kickoff in the Premier League. Uh, we're we're going to talk again all things Saints in this podcast, our second Kingsland Corner podcast. Uh, we're going to preview today's game briefly, uh, talk about what we'll be doing. And, uh, and and also go into not only next week's kick off against uh, against Burley at Turf Moor, but we'll also talk about the next few games um, and go through a few questions that we've been putting on Twitter. Any questions me and Tom might have for each other uh, specifically about about Saints
0: and and what's coming up? Yes, can. so of course. As it's a home fixture, this is the first game back for the Saints AD service provided, this is the audio description commentary service provided by Allem Sport at Southampton home matches. Callum, you're commentating with Nick today. It's FC Cologne in Southampton's final game of pre-season. How are you feeling? You must be quite excited to be back. Well, I'm
1: absolutely buzzing. So uh, last last game we did, and I did um, Huddersfield, that sort of damn squib at the end of a, of a, a tough season for Saints. Um, and that was back in May last game of the season and now the AD services is back and running football is back football is back in St Mary's uh, and, and we're just looking forward to uh, to another match day and, and hopefully later on in a, in a future podcast um, potentially in a Man United game me and, me and Tom will try and take you in with us into a match day uh, and, and to see what that's all about with uh, with Alamanch Sport and the service that's to football club Provide through Southampton AD. And uh, I, I think today, it's, uh, again, it's a pre season friendly. Southampton always do it that, uh, that all their games are away, uh, they go on the tour, and then they tend they to end it with a game or a couple of games. Usually one big game the week before the season starts at home. And it's the first chance for uh, a lot of fans to see those new sign ins, to see what the team have worked on in pre season maybe a new formation maybe a different team to what we saw last season you'll be able to pick up on, on tweaks that the Fasten has put in place that maybe have already um, come to fruition on the pitch first chance to see Che Adams obviously the, the, the service has been online for a couple of the games uh, in Austria against Fire in order for you to watch them online uh, and a lot of fans, certain fans would have gone out there and had a good time as well and seen it live but the, a lot of the home fans would get to see Che Adams in the flesh live to Today. And also, first chance for a lot of us to see Gineppo, the new signing, hopefully, who's come back from the Africa Cup of Nations with Mali. Um, in terms of Cologne, well, yeah, it should be a good game. They got promoted, they won the Football League of Two last season. Um, they've got uh, a, a good couple of goal scorers, and again, it's pre season. It's, it's all about um, seeing what the team's about again, getting a good performance in and, um, and, and making a few mistakes so that when it comes to next week, the team ready and, and really you know there's nothing riding on it but we, we want to win before the season
0: comes. Exactly, I was pondering this before coming into Southampton today, that the final game of pre-season can have a bit of bearing on how you feel going into the first game. If you win then you can go in with a lot of confidence. Southampton. If they were to win today or even draw they'd go through the entirety of pre-season unbeaten. Um, if they lose maybe that confidence seeps away a little bit but then another way of thinking about it is if you do lose and make mistakes, pre-season is the time to make Mistakes. Hasenhutl is someone who doesn't take mistakes lightly and he will certainly be ironing out those flaws during the next week as we prepare for Burnley. As you can probably hear we're filling up with Cologne fans and Southampton fans. A few charts going on. We will try to get a few uh, questions with the Cologne fans towards the end.
1: Voice. I mean, they've come all the way over from Germany. They're not just coming over for a 3 o'clock kickoff, are they? They're probably over for the weekend. Uh, we've been here since about 10 o'clock in the morning and there are already plenty of Cologne fans in the pub just then. Um, hopefully it doesn't affect our, our, our description and, and the audio on this. We are right in the corner of the pub, uh, but it has, filled, it has filled up very quickly. But, yeah, looking forward to the AAD service. Looking forward as many fans to, to walking down to the stadium as they will do. Every week uh, for uh, you know, every every game week this season, and with a lot of optimism uh, for the first time in a good few seasons.
0: Exactly, this season I'm really really excited for. As I mentioned in episode three, it's one of those seasons that, for the first time in a good few years, that there's real optimism about the side and genuine optimism, not based on maybe uh, faith in a manager where you think, oh, this could be the season. Mark Hughes takes it well. Maybe Claude Puel is something different. Maybe Pellegrino was going to work out. Of course, that didn't. Callum, you said a few of the games have been online in pre-season. I've, both you and I have managed to get a glimpse of what Southampton are about so far. How impressed have you been with this, with the team so far, especially that win against Lord last week? I think Southampton was maybe a few flaws that need to be uh, addressed at the, in the back in the defence, which was uh, an issue last season. But going forward, just how threatening does Southampton look at the moment? Uh, was it- I was, impressed. I was
1: impressed with what I saw um, in Austria, I was impressed with what I saw against Feyenoord, um, and obviously the goals against Preston as well. You can only take so much from pre season. Pre season is about developing a team, uh, implementing your ideas, and, and increasing fitness, um, and really figuring out for, for a manager what his best team is and who can cut it and who can't. We've had a very good pre season. Um, first game in in Austria but then we've been winning games in China, in, from China to Preston to an all most recently. So, another win today, and although it's only pre-season, there's some momentum going into the start of the Premier League season. Players are scoring goals. I mean, Trey Adams, but odds on Trey Adams scoring today in the first ten minutes uh, must have lowered significantly because, although he's getting a bit slower, it was only six minutes last time, he is scoring goals, and it'd be good for him to, to get off the mark at St Mary's today. Um, just talking about Trey Adams, actually, you put out a question on Twitter regarding Che Adams and the goals that
0: we're expecting to see from him this season. Tell us about that. Yes, yeah, so I put a poll to Southampton fans to all football fans really how many goals they think Che Adams will get this season. Four options: 0 to five, uh, six to 10, 11 to fifteen, and then fifteen and then sixteen plus. As I expected, and I think Callum, you agree with the result that between eleven and fifteen is a realistic hope for Che Adams. He certainly hit the uh, hit the ground running. In pre-season, whether of course he can transform that into Premier League form, because the Premier League is a completely different kettle of fish, to be honest. And whether he can continue scoring incredibly early in the game, I think 11 to 15 is a realistic aim for Jay Adams.
1: I think that's what I would have gone for. From what I've seen, he scored a lot of go- a lot of goals last season. Um, in the 20s, he was, uh, and obviously it's the Championship. He started well, which is important in pre-season. He's already off the mark. That will do him the world of good. Um, 11 to 15 in a 38-game season. You're looking at a goal every three or four games. I can see Jay Adams doing that. I think he's going to get a lot of games as long as he stays fit. I think he'll play most of the games. Um, Danny Ings is obviously injury-prone and he'll be rested at times. Shane Long is there as well, but it looks like Sams are going to play two off front. And I don't think we. I don't think Arsenal by bought Jay Adams to put on the bench. So I, I personally would go for um, somewhere between 11 and 15. I don't think he'll get more. Uh, than that certainly not the first season but I think he can be uh, one of the top goal scorers outside the top six or seven
0: teams completely agree and as we've said his form in pre-season so far has been nothing short of spectacular someone put to me the other day that whilst he's got these goals early on none of them only one of them has been of uh, genuine quality which yes the second one was a mistake by the goalkeeper but the third one where he charged down the final defender within the opening minutes of the game to score I think is what Saints are going to be all about this season really quick closing down when you've got the likes of Ings Adams and Redmond closing down those players so quickly and Shane Long as well I think that's going to be a major source of goals of forcing defences into uh, into mistakes like that
1: and what's brilliant is we've seen it from Adams we saw it from Ings who scored a goal uh, of his thigh against Preston where he's charged down the keeper a freak deflection and we saw Shane Long score the quickest goal in Premier League history against Watford at the end of last season because he chased down straight from the kick So that's clearly something Pressing from the front What I'm hoping that doesn't do is um, leave us exposed at the back because that is as as all Saints fans will agree uh, the weakness that that we have going into the start of the season and everyone will be hoping with five days left a centre-back will be signed
0: yes the expectancy especially from the fans forum where Hazard Util simply replied yes to whether we'll be bringing in more players it is getting a bit late in the transfer window it does rely on other players leaving um, to free up wages to free up fees whether it's a case that we have to bring someone in on loan but I think Southampton should be pulling out all the stops to get a centre-back um, of, of quality that we need not someone that's just going to come in as a squad rotation player but someone who actually can walk into the starting 11 or at least challenge for it because otherwise we're left with the same problem last season yes they will have Ralph's coaching a bit better but of course even under Hazan Utul we were still leaking goals at the back there were still, en- still errors and mistakes center back is a clear priority. Otherwise, it might just be a case of outscoring the opposition this season. Yeah, the
1: commanding sense back was good with his feet. I think is important. Um, it's what we were hoping Mister Guard would be. Mister Guard has gotten better throughout the season, especially under Arsenal too as well. And hopefully, he gets better again uh, this season. Playing playing um, FC Cologne, the German side, uh, having been bought from Germany. Maybe he knows a bit about this team. It's but just going forward, I'm hoping that he can be the defender that, that we hoped we'd signed uh, at the beginning of last season. It does take time for players to bed in in the Premier League. Sometimes we'd have been from abroad. Let's go on to Burnley. Um, we discussed it briefly in the first episode of Kings and Corner. We're both confident going into the game. We both agreed on our starting lineups. Um, has anything changed in, in the past weeks ten days that makes you think that the lineup or formation or anything else might be a bit
0: different? No change for me um, I think it's much much too soon to throw Gennepo into a start uh, I think he'll definitely be on the bench to uh, provide an impact no change for me regarding the actual starting lineup. starting with Ings and Adams I think is the way forward for Saints um, maybe of Bouffal into the squad he came on against Feyenoord he seems to be really knuckling down and trying to work hard under hauser he's gone from a player that Southampton were hoping to shift on to now those rumours have gone quiet he could add something to the team this season now, obviously I don't, I don't think he's going to start against Burnley but I definitely think he'll be in the matchday squad
1: I really, I'm really rooting for Bouffal because I think he's technically one of our best players he's fantastic he just hasn't got um, the decision making or the attitude it seems um, so far I think he, he thinks he's better than he is because because he knows undoubtedly that his skill and his technique is brilliant. Arsene Hürtel is the manager I think to really coach him and in a formation where you play a 4-2-2-2 and he'll play on the left of, of that wing. I mean we, we, we are looking at options on the wings and he may be asked to, to run back and defend, he may not be and that might suit him better because that's not the best part of his game. But if Arsene Hüttel can coach him into taking a player off with his skill but not, not coming back and trying to take Take him on seven more times. Um, Fabrice Fernandez, for, for some of the older viewers, I think he'll, I think he'll be someone that, almost like a new signing, can definitely add something to. Saints team going forward Uh, the the only other thing I would say is I'm not as convinced now as we were in the first episode of Kings in the Corner that that 4-2-2-2 is definitely going to be the formation we're going to see every week because Ralph Hasen has been playing with three centre-halves in the last couple of friendlies Uh, we saw a lot of that last season I think the idea potentially is that we've got two formations that the team are are comfortable with and we can um, uh, within a game as we saw against Bournemouth change between the two where both managers were both fantastic and constantly changing things up but game to game we might we might face a, a big team away from home and decide that we want to shore up the defence and play three in the back. we want to play our home games against smaller teams and go out, all out attack so it'll be interesting to see today um, next week against Burnley which, uh, which we'll segue out to now is, is an interesting one because they play with two strikers so does that mean back in the days when Truman used to clutter between those two formations. Yeah or certainly four and a five at the back whenever, whenever Saints would play up against a a, centre, a a striking partnership Koeman would play three at the back and often play Bertrand as a left centre back so uh, I don't I don't know if it's, it might be three at the back that we have against Burnley but I am still confident that um, that we have the ability to definitely get something uh, if we're win a Burnley
0: I'm very optimistic towards the Burnley game I think draw minimum I really have high hopes that we're going to get uh, a win I think there's been a massive improvement in the side Che Adams I think we finally got that striker who's going to get goals on a consistent basis Danny Engst was meant to be that guy last season I think he still can be that player Uh, obviously he's got his uh, injuries against him I think for Burnley realistically 5 at the back is what we'll go for because 4-2-2 against Burnley good spell for disaster they're a rugged side that likes to pack the mid field it might be really difficult
1: to break them down it's, it d- it's difficult though because I think Burnley might be one of the only teams we play um, that will have that formation themselves they play 4-4-2 sometimes they play Hendrick as a number 10 and one up front with the signing of Rodriguez former Wood in pre-season and obviously Ashley Barnes and Bija there as well I, I, think, I don't think you sign Rodriguez if you're expecting that you're going to play one up front yeah. so so it might be interesting Ralph Harsenetal might go with a formation 4-2-2-2 and try and match Burnley and just say you know what well, our midfield pair is better than yours or, or our side is, is going to take your side on and it, it might just be a real gung-ho match um, you never know we, we we might go three in the back Burnley might change something up it's difficult, it's difficult to say but I could see House it to start of the season certainly with two strikers whether that means that actually we play, still play five in the back rather than 3-4-3 three, three. Um, but you know, I mean, that will be interesting to see but I certainly think that there's, there's a good opening fixture for Southampton to, to go and get three points ahead of welcoming Liverpool the, uh, the European champions and, and a couple of other big boys early on in the
0: season um, what is go on what, uh, early on do you think early prediction? First, the, the score of the first game will
1: be first game of the season. Um, I looking at looking at the squad that Burnley have in the team. I think they'll put out. They, they are good defensively, play. so I don't think I don't think there will be a lot of goals. Um, I think to have
2: a threat, yeah.
1: and I do think we'll score up there. I'm going to go with a uh, with a two-one
2: Saints win uh, with Che hey.
1: Adams to get off the mark.
0: I have to say my prediction is exactly the same 2-1 I don't think we're going to keep a clean sheet up at Burnley but I definitely think that Che Adams is going to um, definitely going to score I think he'll score early What? I think he'll score early on Saints will then double the lead uh, later on in the game and Burnley will form on back to give us a bit of a squeaky button finish to the match whether Adams will get both I'm not too sure but I'm very confident that he'll notch his first Premier League goal in that game so I'm going for a 2-1 win what, what, How do you expect
1: Burnley to set up? We've mentioned potential formations but, um, I mean, it, they haven't done much in the window. They've re-signed Jay Rodriguez, a player that's a fans know extremely well. He scored a lot of goals for West Brom in the Championship last season. They've signed Peters because Ward's left, left so they've got a
2: backup left back.
1: Other than that, they really haven't done any business. McNeil is a, is a young player coming through, and did well last season, and should progress this season. But I don't see Burnley um, really breaking the bank and really adding to, to the squad that they already have. No. Is that because they don't have the money to or is that because um, Sean Dyche is happy
0: with what he's got I think Sean Dyche is very happy and very settled with the squad that he's got Gerard Rodriguez is a really good signing for them in terms of it. he's a fans favourite they want him back he's Burnley, He's a local lad Burnley Claret and Blue runs through his veins that's certainly going to be a signing that will win the fans over very happy with that and in the championship he's done very well good goal scorer. whether he can bring that back up to the Premier League remains to be seen because obviously in his final Season with St Anthony definitely wasn't hitting the target on a regular basis. Uh, Seems to
1: the fitness um, yeah. in the championship, though, um, in a more physical league. So and that was quite- as as they get back in the team, because he wasn't, he wasn't fit enough. He's had his injury problems. So he stays free of injury, and I can see a real potent partnership between uh, Wood and, and Jay Rodriguez. He's good in the air, He's strong, and he will get the ball wide. I think uh, return from injury of Robbie Brady. He may be a doubt for that game, but certainly his long-term injuries seem to be behind him. He is very important. His delivery is fantastic from that left side and also from corners. Uh, so, so Burnley will be uh, difficult to deal with at set pieces. But... I, I still think. I mean, it is a game that could go either way, really. Um, and th- those, those for me, are the strengths of Burnley. Obviously, you've got Tarkovsky He's been linked as a potential uh, replacement at Leicester for Aaron McGuire I've heard. But then they have the lots of Gibson from Middlesbrough. So they, they do have strength and depth. They're a rugged team. I don't think you will play many teams like Burnley this season. Um, I don't think it will necessarily be too much of a of a demonstration of total football at the time. And see how Ralph sets up the team and goes about trying to, to win three points because they've had a good few weeks to prepare for.
0: Them. Exactly, and I think that. Um, exactly, and um, you know, Burnley are a very solid side, they're very difficult to play against. Obviously, it depends on what goes on in the final few days of the transfer window. I still don't think players signed in the next few days are going to. Be in a position to be in the starting lineup, depending on what side they play Yet they could lose Tarkovsky to to Leicester as a replacement for Harry Maguire. Again, same goes for Saints. It depends on who we sign, if we sign anyone towards the end of the, season, uh, towards the, end of the uh, transfer window. Whether I highly doubt that they're going to walk into the side. but uh,
1: What's important, I think, is also to note that they've lost their number one goalkeeper this week to Aston Villa, yeah. which is strange because uh, they do have hope, they do have heart, uh, and, but Eaton was playing the games towards the end of last season. He was playing in the free season and uh, I I'm not sure how much money was spent, but it's strange that they've sold him to what I believe is a direct rival. It's about 8 million pounds. It's not, a, it's not a lot of money for a really top goalkeeper.
0: Yeah, that's a, that was actually quite a strange one for me because I thought, either Burnley have got a replacement coming straight in yes they got Nick Pope who did very well when Tom Heaton was out injured he's a quality player and he, made him, he managed to get I think it was into the England World Cup squad uh, for 2018 or at least into the first one He's a very good player, but Joe Hart's confidence is pretty shot at the moment. He's not as good as he once was. If Nick Pope gets an injury, Burnley could be in real trouble, especially if they don't sign a replacement goalkeeper.
1: So we're we going two-one,
0: Saints. Um, let's
1: let's look a little bit further afield. First four games for Southampton. Burnley away. We're going for three points. Liverpool at home. First home game at St Mary's, Brighton away, and then uh, Manchester United at home, early kick off on the Saturday on TV. What, what are going to get in the first four games, do you believe? Just have a quick run through of what what
0: you think, a you know, quick overview of each of those games. Well, going on to, we've, we've been over Burnley, going on to Liverpool, Liverpool are a fantastic side last season. We ran them close for a long period of the game, of course it was towards the end of the season. Liverpool were fighting for their, fighting for the title, Saints were fighting for their lives down the bottom. It was a very interesting game. I think we can give them even more of the game this time, but I think the draw would be the best we could hope for. Liverpool, however, some of their players, key players such as Salah, Mane, they're they're still only coming back late from the Africa Cup of Nations. Will they go? You'd expect them to go into the starting lineup. Will they still be up to speed? I mean, even even a slightly behind-speed Salah or Mane is still a fantastic. Yeah.
1: To have. And, and I'll, I'll agree with you on that. I think the best you can hope for is a draw. Uh, I don't think. I think it will be similar to last season. I think we'll give them a game. I think we'll scare them. I think we'll potentially score. But I don't think we'll get anything from the game. Um, carbon copy really of last season, where uh, they, they may be. It, it, it's not a rollover. It's not a, a, a steamroll us. But we we certainly give them a game and maybe beat us by a goal or two. Maybe scoring late on. Brighton away.
0: Win. Simple as it, it-, it. Easy win. Difficult. Is there such thing In the Premier League There's no such thing As an easy game In the Premier League I think It depends on how Brighton start to Start Potter's philosophy Could get them On the ground running um, But it's an away game And if you think about it If Southampton are going to be in the bottom half of the table They're going to need to be winning games uh, Around the, the teams around them Yes we predict right to finish in the relegation zone But these are games that you've got to win Even though they're away from home We won their last season Brighton I think are weaker than they were last season Saints are stronger, Win. I'm going to go for 2-0 Saints.
1: If I play Devils, Africa and think about it from a Brighton perspective. Um, they start the season away at Watford, as they did last season, strangely. Um, They've got West Ham at home and Salampton at home. They're going to, And then after that, it's Man City away and then Burnley at home. So they're going to be looking at their home fixtures to provide them with points early on. Uh, they're not going to kid themselves and think they can go to the Etihad and get anything. From, from their perspective, if you're a Brighton fan looking at your fixtures, you're probably going to look at Southampton and Burnley at home as where you're likely to get your points from so I think they'll be counting on potentially Southampton to be their first win of the season uh, I've got to agree with you though went there last season played them at home better than them both times under two different managers uh, squad, the squad is better and I, I don't think they'll be able to cope with the, the attacking uh attack that is at the disposal of Ralph, uh, Ralph Martin I think it could be a, a could, could be a good away performance professional one like to turn out 2-0 winners um, and then finally Manchester United comes to town it's got an early kick-off on the Saturday me and you will be doing that game for the Slabs and AD service very much looking forward to that can't wait to
0: be back I think for Manchester United it's a tricky one again it depends on how they start Man United any game against Manchester United you look at and you think that's going to be a difficult game we'll be doing very well to get a point out of it even when we were terrible last season yes Man United were but not very good we played them and uh, drew two all having been two 0 up Man United, I think, are there for the taking. I don't necessarily go for a win, but I reckon a draw is very much a realistic expectation, especially at home to Manchester United.
1: I completely agree with what you've said. I think the likes of uh, Chelsea at home, Manchester United at home, aren't fixtures aren't that strike a dread or fear into the hearts of teams such as Stanton anymore, even away from home. Uh, I think there are more points to be had for teams lower in the table in these sorts of games and last season if Slampton were dreadfully unlucky not to win not to win the game against Manchester United um, throwing away another lead under Mark Hughes and what ended up being his final game for the club. I think draw uh, tight match similar similarly to the Liverpool game Slampton will give them a good game they'll yeah. give everyone a good game at Samiri I believe this season and they'll go for it however I don't think Manchester United have quite got the quality to see Slanton off so I would go for a one all draw in that game
0: yeah I think one all two all I think there's definitely going to be goals I think that we, we can't underestimate Man United are still Man United they still have world class players and of course if they sign someone like Di that could maybe shift it towards in their favour in terms of that moment of and magic
1: you've got to look at the Southampton defence as well uh, you know, are, we're going to have to score goals to win games this season, uh, in my opinion. There are not going to be a plethora of clean sheets, especially against the lines of Manchester United or Liverpool. So, uh, unless, of course, someone has signed in the next few days at St Mary's.
0: So, this Kingston corner is a relatively short one we're previewing today's game. We're going to try and get a few interviews with some of Cologne and Southampton fans, which we'll put towards the end of the episode. However... As we're coming to a close of the uh, uh, pre season preview of Kingston Corner, question for you, quick bar question. Who is your young player that's going to come through and maybe surprise a few fans of the season? Who's going to be the, uh, uh, that rising star?
1: Um, I think. Last season, obviously, Valerie came through and did a fantastic job. I, I'd i look at someone like Jake Mokins, although Ryan Bertrand is going to be the first choice left back. If there's an injury to Ryan Bertrand, which there have been recently, uh, or in the cup games, I think Jake Mokins is someone who could definitely come through. Um, also, the likes of Slattery. He looks a tidy player uh, in the centre of midfield. I don't think there's going to be a, a, a vast array of opportunities for young players to come through. There always are, but not as in a consistent starter because I yeah. think are strong in most positions. How about yourself?
0: I I think Jane Fokins is a brilliant shout. I think again, like you said, it depends on the consistency of chances available to them. I think it depends on the progression in the cups as well. The further we get in the cups there's more opportunity for these players to play. Michael Obafemi it's a massive season for him yep. to try and nail down not a regular starting position, but to get in the starting 11 on a consistent basis. I think in terms of a player that hasn't actually seen much first team action, Dan Ullandulu, looked really strong, really fast, really physical. And I think he's played quite well in pre-season I think um,
1: he's a good player um, And if we play two up front I can see him playing in the occasional cup game yeah. However, I think up front Having signed Trey Adams and Danny Ings To a permanent deal With Shane Long And then as you say over Femi I'm not, I'm not sure if he's going to have that many opportunities To play in the league uh, But as always Southampton, especially under this manager There'll be players now That we haven't, we're we not aware of That by the end of the season Could have made a few appearances And we could be looking ahead to next season as them being part of the team um, we're going to sign off with a second uh, episode of Kingsland Corner. As as mentioned before, we have done this from a pub. Um, apologies if any of the audio isn't um, isn't that great. All we want to try and do with with this podcast under the lights, and especially with Kingsland Corner, is try and uh, try and take fans into the match day. Uh, we'll try and take you into the stadium with us on the match day for the audio description service where we do our commentary. Um, and and we've come into the. Heart of Southampton City Centre where the atmosphere is to try and get some of that pre-match atmosphere and uh, and, and we'll most likely do it again uh, come the early games in the season. So uh, thank you for listening. Uh, my name's Callum Wilson. My Twitter handle is CallumWilson21. Uh,
0: and mine is Tom Murray at T214Murray.
1: Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, Have a good day, and I hope enough to come away with a win today.
0: After coming out of the pub, we managed to get the views of a few Southampton and Cologne fans before the pre-season friendly. First up, we have James, who tells us about his hopes for the new season. Pre-season going as well as it has done so far, how much are you looking forward to being back at St Mary's? I can't wait, it's great the fact that
2: we're finally getting kicked off and it feels like we're about to be ready for the, the season ahead. I think it'll be nice to, to see the team, obviously they've been around in Europe and abroad and it'll be good to see them you know, at home.
0: How excited are you about Che Adams? Uh, I'm very excited I think he'll score in 12 seconds You heard it here first first. (laughs) I've got to put my money on that I mean he is scoring ridiculously quickly in games so far And um, final question Prediction for the season Where do you reckon we're going to end up?
2: I would like us to finish 11th I'd be very happy with that But I think realistically we're probably going to finish 14th I don't think we've got enough The defence isn't quite there yet Unless we get rid of Charlie Austin and Lamina and everyone and bring some money to get yeah. some centre-backs, I don't think we'll make it so do, you, do
1: you reckon then if, if we sign a centre-back, it'll take us to about 11th, but without one, you're looking at about 14th, so
2: it'll be somewhere in around mid-table. Absolutely, I think that if we kept with Hoot and Yoshida as our backups, I just don't think that we're going to make 11th. Let me, ask, let me ask one last thing. What,
1: what's... The main difference that you're expecting to see from the team at the end of last season
2: to the team after a pre-season rehearsal tour, and to start this, this year. I think he clearly wants to go with that four-two-two-two-two-two-two two, 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 two many twos, but I think <laughs> that was his ideal. And I think that he's going to play two up top. I think he's probably going to play Shadams and Ings together, or Redmond just behind. I don't think we're actually going to see Redmond on the wing this season. That's what I'm hoping for. anyway, I feel like he'll be more involved in attacks rather than push down the wings, um, and I think we're going to be pressing a lot more than we did last season, but I do worry about that
0: defence. We then chatted to Graham and Ryan, two Southampton fans, to tell us about how excited they were for the new season. Which player are you most looking forward to seeing? I think Denitra or Adams, wasn't to. They've been really good in pre-season, yeah, yeah. well, first time to yeah, see, to you know, your yeah. 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 know. <laughs> <laughs> as commentators it's uh, quite fun trying to tackle some of the names that we come across. <laughs> yeah. So um, what would you say would you be your prediction for the first game of the season for Burnley away next think, weekend? Uh, draw. Went, yeah, went out there last year and going this year, <laughs> but uh, hopefully we'll get a win, but I think it's more
1: like a yeah. draw. Take a draw up there. Forward to we haven't had football for like three months, right? Are yeah, you looking yeah. forward to getting back down there today? Yeah, definitely. What yeah. do you what do you think for today score wise? 2-1 and Adams to a place. Adams to get two. Yeah. Another early goal.
0: Yes. Yeah. Keeps yeah, getting, up, doesn't
1: it? How about Burnley next week? Do you think you're going up there? Do you think we'll we'll come away with a win? Yeah, hopefully Adams will be on fire. Adams yeah. again? Yeah. How yeah. many goals for Adams this season? <sighs> More than last season, probably. More than last season, oh. 20 plus. Yeah. Big big things for big Adams thing. this season. Okay, and then you guys down here for the Liverpool game in, the, in yeah. a couple of weeks yes. as well. No. Season ticket and oh. mm. Where where are you set, you guys? In the itching uh, in the itching. Oh. brilliant. So you, um, we're in the we're in the Kingston Stand when we do our, our commentary. So are you expecting us to run Liverpool close <laughs> to get anything from that game? Well,
0: hopefully it'd be close, would it? has been other seasons whether we are beaten is another matter.
1: Anyway. We did go last season, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Callum and I also got to interview a Cologne fan called Dieter, who tells us about Southampton and the hatred for And So
1: we're here with some Cologne fans, Um, we're here with Dieter before the Southampton game. Dieter, Cologne won promotion to Bundesliga last year, they won the league.
0: We placed this year
1: in Bundesliga. How how well will you do this season, do you think? I think middle. Mid-table. Yeah, and and before today's game, um, who is who is the player that Salamanca fans should be worried about? Who should we? Who's gonna? Who's your best player? Who's gonna score goals against Salamanca? Do we, we don't uh, know about Modest? Modest. I've heard
0: a lot about Modest. He's a very good striker.
1: Modest? Modest. Yeah, Pirone. a What do you think of Hutel? <laughs> you know, you know Arsenal from. I don't. I can. Doing doing it. from Leipzig. Yeah. Leipzig is not good. No. No. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Okay. A bit of animosity. <laughs> people like Leipzig.
0: Thank you very much for listening to episode four of Under the Lights as we went to Kings and Corner for a second time. If you'd like to contact the show or send us any questions or feedback, you can find us on Twitter at under underscore saints. Until the next time. Bye bye.